Hello, and welcome to Season 2 of the McDuffie Minute Podcast, the place where McDuffie County residents can find out everything they need to know about the governments of McDuffie County, Thompson, Deering, the school system, and all points in between. I'm one of your hosts, Jason Smith. And I'm Christopher Wells. During this episode, we're joined by two guests who know a lot about education in McDuffie County, Superintendent of Schools, Michelle Rhodes, and Director of Curriculum and Instruction, Dr. Lynn Cato. They're here to talk about the start of the 2023-2024 school year and some of the new and exciting things happening inside and outside of our classrooms. Thank you both for joining us. Thank you for having us today. Thank you. A year ago when we kicked this podcast off, Dr. Rhodes was our first guest, and we're so glad that she's back with us now and she's brought along a guest. Last year when we talked to Dr. Rhodes, we heard about how she got into education and ended up leading our school system. This year, we get to learn about Dr. Cato and how she got into education in the McDuffie County school system. So Dr. Cato, tell us a little about yourself and your story. Okay. Well, actually, I've known since I was five years old that I wanted to be a teacher. I was inspired at Kitty Ranch Kindergarten over on Gordon Street um, with the illustrious Kay Loki and Bunny Walden. And every day at Kitty Ranch was magical. And those two ladies just made learning fun, safe, challenging. And I aspired to do the same for my students. So when I was in high school, I was a Governor's Honors Program nominee both my sophomore and junior years. And in the course of that, my high school guidance counselor um, discovered that I wanted to teach high school history. And so she knew of a scholarship at Augusta College. I'm dating myself, but Augusta College back in the day and um, sent me on an interview for that particular scholarship. I ended up being the first undergraduate recipient of that scholarship in the college's history. And so um, I went to school earning my history degree at Augusta College. And then um, as I finished my, my degree and finished my student teaching, I was offered a couple of positions, one at the school um, in a nearby county um, where I had done my student teaching and one at my alma mater, which was Thompson High School. So um, I, I'm very loyal and very passionate about McDuffie County and all that we have to offer our students. So I accepted the job with Mr. Bob Smith, um, who had been my elementary principal and my high school principal. And um, I took on a long-term sub job at Thompson High School and finished that year. Within a couple of days, I'd also been hired at the middle school for the next year. So I spent 12 years teaching middle school um, in addition to the time I had been at at high school. In those 12 years, I also earned my master's degree, my specialist degree. And at the time, some positions became available in administration, and I asked Miss um, Gwen Roundtree, who was our assistant superintendent for personnel at the time, to send me anywhere she felt I was qualified and might contribute. And um, she sent me out on a couple of interviews, and I got offered a couple of positions. And um, from there, I was at the high school for seven years as an assistant principal, and then went to Norris Elementary as a principal for three years there and learned so much. And I'm so grateful to have had experiences in all three grade levels. And I've been here at the district office for 10, but that's been my journey um, to become an educator. But education was always very important in my household. 
And our parents instilled that upon us. And my teachers in the McDuffie County School System really underscored um, the value of education and how we could contribute to our community by helping others become strong, lifelong learners. Speaking of lifelong learners, uh, we've got a batch of those going back to school on August the 3rd. But first, we have open house on Tuesday, August 1st. What do parents and students need to know, Dr. Rhodes, to get ready for those two starting dates? Well, just a few reminders as we begin a new school year. First of all, we are looking forward to inviting all of our students back on campus and their families. We uh, certainly love this time of year. It's an exciting time. And we do have a few reminders. The first of those, August 1st, we have found in years past that it works best for our students and our parents to divide our open house night by last name. So we will be looking forward to welcoming everyone by the last names A through J from 4.30 to 6 p.m. on August 1st, and then the last names K through Z from 6 to 7.30 p.m. We also have provided for our families our school supply list. These are on our school system Facebook page, our webpage, and as well at our local Walmart. So we encourage families to please review those items. And also, when you visit your teachers on open house night, please confirm with the teacher the items that will be necessary for that specific course. One final reminder as we're getting ready for school, not only for those students that are incoming for the first time in our school system, but also for our students entering seventh grade as well as 11th grade. There are additional immunizations and requirements in both of those grades. So please visit our system Facebook page as a reminder of those requirements again for 7th grade and 11th grade. But we are really looking forward to August the 1st and most definitely for August 3rd. With students returning to the classroom, I know that a big emphasis lately has been on safety. And just last week, local law enforcement and EMS and other services gathered at two of your locations to uh, do some drills related to active shooters and other incidents. Can you tell us a little bit about that and catch us up on the measures the school system has in place to keep students and staff safe? Absolutely. Um, The state of Georgia in the spring of this year has implemented additional measures for student safety. This is an initiative of the Georgia Emergency Management Agency. And in a response to those measures, we have updated all of our school safety plans and our templates. A part of this process is providing to our local law enforcement agency those plans. And the reason that we do that is because in the event of an emergency, We want to have the quickest, most efficient response for our students and our staff to keep them completely safe as they're on our campuses. And we we were delighted that last week, local law enforcement in conjunction with our school resource officers were able to utilize two of our buildings as training facilities here in McDuffie County Schools. This is certainly important as we, we want to be sure that every child, every faculty member is safe. We've added an additional layer to this. This is something that we've had for several school years, our Centegix Crisis Alert Badges. 
We um, have those for all of our employees, faculty and staff. We now have the ability to communicate with 911 as well through new radios for our school resource officers. We are taking every measure possible to ensure that every student here in McDuffie County Schools and every faculty and staff member are safe on a daily basis. So once the once we've got the kids feeling like they're safe and ready to learn, I know both of you are always on the lookout for ways to help students grasp the material more effectively. So Dr. Cato, can you tell us about uh, some of the recent projects and new technologies in place uh, or ones that are, have been in the works that will benefit our students? Absolutely. We are delighted to share um, with your audience some of the new technologies that we've implemented in the school system. Um, at Thompson High School, we purchased this year three anatomage tables, and these tables allow for dissections of virtual animal and human remains. Um, we have used these particular tables um, to perform forensics where students explore the manner of death of both animals and humans, also to explore pathology using MRIs, CT scans, and x-rays that are preloaded into the tables. They are touchable and customizable, and students can explore the interactions between various body systems using these tables, and you find them in both our anatomy classroom as well as our healthcare science labs. And speaking of our healthcare science lab, one of our big projects this summer has been to convert a room into a healthcare science lab simulation center. And in that particular simulation center, you will find mannequins that can mimic a variety of health conditions. And those conditions can be adjusted by the teacher to elicit a real-time response um, from students as they are managing those con conditions. So that lab will look a lot like um, a room in a hospital where these diagnostics are being performed. Um, we also have purchased from multiple buildings virtual reality goggles that allow students to experience and see places that they couldn't normally do on a normal field trip. And so we're very excited about how that will interact with our reading um, and allow children to be able to visualize and see the places that they're reading about and explore some of the um, inanimate objects that they're reading about. We also have purchased for multiple schools drones and we have students this summer who have been part of our STEM camps and our stride camps where they've been learning to fly those drones and um, maneuver them around obstacles and, and have them land on various targets. And that's part of our teaching of the Bernoulli principle and flight um, for students in our engineering program. We also um, have installed at both Deering Elementary and Norris Elementary greenhouse labs. So full freestanding greenhouses of which students will be using um, in the upcoming year um, to explore life science and botany. So we're very, very excited about that. Um, we have explored uh, robotics. We have purchased additional robotics um, kits to expand our computer science training for all of our students in multiple buildings. At the middle school and the high school, we have install 3D printers and an embroidery machine as part of our school-based enterprise um, to, to support work-based learning. And we have interactive floors 
um, being installed at Norris Elementary and Deering Elementary School, which will turn any classroom floor into um, an engaging, interactive experience for, st for students. And one of our big projects that we have coming um, will be our STEM and Literacy Bus, and it should be arriving um, shortly. And we'll be excited to take that out to the community and share that with our community. We'll be using that to do some outreach as well as the schools themselves will be able to book the bus so that we can have a mobile STEM lab on, on site. Um, so we're very excited about those projects that we have upcoming. Yeah, it sounds like a lot of great things going on. So in the community, the Chamber of Commerce and Archway, one of their big pushes is workforce development. And since y'all are on the forefront of preparing our next generation to either enter college or enter the workforce, and some of the things Ms. Kato just talked about addresses a lot of that, how do you go about creating and maintaining the curriculum from kindergarten all the way through 12th grade that both supports the workforce development but also takes this emerging technology that you're getting and effectively implements it into making our next generation. Dr. Cadden mentioned several items that really are just our focus right now on not only STEM, but also workforce development. One of those, the greenhouses that we've purchased both for Norris and Deering Elementary, these, these efforts, too, are combined with our agricultural program at Thompson High School under the direction of Rick DuBose. We want to expose our students to careers, and we also want to be sure that we are pairing our older students with our younger students to serve as mentors. This gives our older students an opportunity to expand uh, their opportunities for careers through their internships. At our schools, we, we do this too through our education program with Mrs. Lori Watley. Um, we, we are growing our own. We're growing our own teachers through our education program, and we're providing them experiences in our elementary schools so that they can in turn decide, is this the career that they want to pursue in the future? More than anything, we want to be able to expand and not only for our high school students, our CTAE pathways, but also our younger students. We want to make them aware of the careers and the potential of careers in our area. And through these STEM programs, through the greenhouses, through the expansion of CTAE, because over the past five years, we have put a big effort in CTA and workforce development because we want to be a strong partner with these other community agencies. And we want to provide the workforce necessary for Thompson, Deering, and McDuffie County. Through the expansion of CTAE, I believe we have begun to answer that call by the addition of welding and other programs, and we will continue to do just that. We, we want to be able to meet the job market and provide for our community the best graduates possible. You know, as part of the bridge bill, one of the things that we do is try to expose students um, from kindergarten through 12th grade to as many career options as possible. So a lot of that involves inviting in members of the community to come and share their careers with younger children so that they become aware of those opportunities. We also do a lot in our guided reading instruction and in our science and social studies time of trying to connect um, with real world activities through hands-on 
um, manipulatives. And the importance of that is, of course, if you want to, someone to um, have exposure as a scientist or a mathematician or a historian, then you would need to provide them the tools and the opportunities um, to perform the same types of measures. So, you know, you'll find us um, with those manipulatives out in math class. You'll find us um, talking about and exploring archaeology and fossils and science. And you'll find us um, teaching students to do research Skills because all of those things help us to build um, thinkers for our community. And ultimately, that's our job, is to help students become long-range um, productive planners and thinkers who can support this community long after we're all gone. Well, thank you both again for joining us on the Season 2 premiere and for your help in getting the word out about the start of a new school year. Thank you for having us today. We look forward to a great 2023-24 school year. Thank you both for the information related to the school system and the start of the school year for both our parents and our students. And thank you to our listeners for logging on and tuning in. As always, we hope you continue to find ways to get involved with something good happening right around here. As Dr. Rhodes said, we do a pretty good job of growing our own and we hope you would get involved in that process. By doing so, you can help make your community a reflection of you. That closes out this episode of McDuffie Minute. When you get a chance, take a minute and learn a little bit about McDuffie County.